Welcome to Any Other Business. We've talked many times on this show in the past about all the things that can go wrong in business. And that means you need to be an optimist to pick yourself up and try again and make your dreams and goals happen anyway. But how do you be optimistic without getting over optimistic and being deluded? And if you're not someone who is naturally optimistic, how can you harness that trait? Well, the good news is that you can, and we're going to show you how. So to start a business, Rob, you have to be optimistic, at least at that point in your life, because if you don't think it's going to work, then you're probably never going to attempt and start it. So every person who starts a business must be optimistic, even for a small period of time. But businesses really need to be led by optimistic people throughout. And we'll get into the depths of what is optimism and when it goes in your favor and when it goes against you. But overall, I think it's safe to say that being optimistic in business is a good thing. It's essential. It's an absolutely essential trait because, like you said, you wouldn't start a business if you weren't optimistic. It's funny because I don't really think of myself as a particularly optimistic person. I'm not a pessimist, but I sort of think I'm quite pragmatic. I would, I'm not, it's not, I don't go emotionless, but no. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably fair. But, but it's, I don't get overexcited about things that might happen. I'm just like, oh, well, you know, we'll wait and see if it does happen. But I must be optimistic deep down because I've always started things going way back. And why would you start things if you didn't think it was going to go well? Yeah, I suppose maybe you're a pragmatic optimist. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's probably probably closer to the mark. I think it's probably worth saying at this point, I'm a huge optimist in pretty much every part of life. And and that can go against you as well, which we'll, we'll come to, as we said. But whenever I've been super optimistic about a scenario or what we can achieve or what the future can look like, I've never heard you scoffing. Like, no. even with your pragmatic head on, you don't dismiss that, that it couldn't happen. Because I suppose, really, unless I'm saying, right, we're going to fly to the moon next week, unless it's just absolutely ludicrous, even the biggest plans, you can find a way there. You may need a lot of luck and things need to go your way. But most big dreams, most big ambitions can be achieved. It just might seem really far away and super ambitious from where you are now. But most people are scared to, to think like that. And when we did our books episode, we talked about the book, uh, The Magic of Thinking Big. Mm-hmm. And that's such a good book for those who want to read up on this subject, because it really does, as the title suggests, get you thinking big. Definitely. And yeah, I think reflecting on it, when you come up with something, uh, go, oh, and we could do this and it'll be amazing, which happens quite a lot. Go to, yeah, I can totally see how that can happen. I can't see any particular reason why that shouldn't happen. But I'll go to, I'm not going to get excited about it yet because here are the things we need to be aware of that might prevent it from happening. And that's probably a useful balance to have. But you've got to have the underlying sense that it can happen. If you are the type of person who just can only see the negatives in a situation, probably not cut out for business until you've turned that around. And I believe you can turn it around. Maybe we can talk about that. But I do think it's absolutely essential, not just at the start, but if anything, it becomes more important as you go along, because as you go along, you're going to have more setbacks. So you actually have to encounter reality and overcome some of the things that look like they're going to prevent you from achieving your vision. And you've got to take other people along with you, which is when you absolutely need to be optimistic, because there's no point being right about something if no one believes you and there's no one's willing to invest in that outcome along with you. 
yeah, the pessimist point in business, you're right, because your life's going to be miserable because things go wrong all the time. I mean, we've created a podcast off the back of it. We've taken an optimistic view of our setbacks or we've seen the, the good in the bad. But if you were pessimistic, you'd be like, oh, the world's over. Uh, any of the events that we've discussed, like there's been a lot of uh, perceived negatives or challenges, better word. And I just can't see a world where a pessimist does well in business. I can't see it. I've never met one. I've met lots of pessimists, but none of them are running businesses. I've met lots of pragmatic business owners and level business owners, but I've never met someone who's really negative and is constantly going doom and gloom. I know individuals who are negative, but they're more freelancers, I guess, and and they probably never had the optimism to grow it further than that because in their head, something will go wrong if they do. But we know why it won't work if you're not an optimist, but there's more to it than that. Why being an optimist? Why is being an optimist so important if you're running a business? Because if you're not, you will give up within about a month. Yeah. So the pro- the reason you probably don't meet pessimists in business is probably because they may have started, but they've all given up before you have a chance to meet them. So you're not going to push on. And I don't know if you're going to be able to think creatively enough because you've got to be a creative thinker. We've talked about that in the past, about how that's a skill that's missing in a lot of people, but it's one you absolutely need. But if you can't dream up new possibilities and get excited about them, I don't know if you can do that creative thinking that you need to. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think the the only way I could see a balance to that is if you had a business partner who was optimistic. And if you're not an optimist, then they can drive the, right, here's all the exciting things we can do. But if you're a pessimist, the optimistic person isn't going to want to hang around with you. Yeah. So that wouldn't work. But I suppose you can be level and maybe not be cr- creative. But if you've got an optimistic person who can see the potential in the future, or an idea, then possibly that could work. There is a thing as over-optimism though as well, and I'm sure I've been guilty of that too. What is over-optimism for you in business and how does it play out and where, where does it go wrong? I think being optimistic is a great thing, but there's always a danger that it's going to cross over into blind optimism or being naive and not being aware of the downsides and or being aware of risks. I don't think being aware of risks and potential challenges is the same as being a negative person. It's important to be, even if you believe that everything's going to go really well, you need to be aware that things might not go well. And if you can anticipate those in advance, then it means that you can plan for those and overcome them and build a better plan in the first place. If you could only see a good outcome, then there's the risk that you just kind of go charging on and then something will come completely out of the blue and throw you off track. You'll believe that you can recover from it and you probably can recover from it, but it would have been better if you could have anticipated that in the first place because you thought, okay, hang on a minute, I do think this will go well, but there are realities or there are versions of reality where it might not. So I'm going to think about that. And that's where having a bit of balance comes in. Having a business that is run and owned and driven by an optimist is fantastic. But if that optimist is so optimistic that they can't conceive of anything other than brilliant all the time, then having some balance is really important. That's something I've worked on uh, as an individual. I've had coaching in the past because I could only see the, the positive. I remember when I was in the working world, so we're going back over a decade now, and I did one of those personality tests. And I, I got this result, this score. And the guy at the front was taking everyone through all the different profiles. It was DISC. It was a DISC profile. And I was high D and I. And he said at the front, while he was like educating people on how the profiles work, he said, 
You know, they're all balanced. There's positives and negatives to every profile. And I, I, I put my hand up. I was like, I'm looking at this profile and it's all good. Like, <laughs> I, I can't see the, the, the downsides to this. And he was like, what's your profile? I was high DI. And he was like, ah, that makes sense. <laughs> so, then, so back then I clearly had no awareness around the negativity and, and it's not, I think negativity is even the wrong word. It's, it's, Critical thinking, possibly, is is a better phrase. It's being critical to say, okay, this is a really good idea or could be a really good idea, but what could go wrong? But that, as I've learned, is not the way you should be, and you need to be a critical thinker. You need to go, okay, here's the possibility, but what could go wrong? And I think that's something that I've had to develop and work on. You probably have noticed that I'll say things like, Right. I appreciate I'm an optimist. So here's my idea. And I'm, I'm what I'm trying to do is trying to frame it to say, I'm not blindly thinking that this is the perfect idea and it's going to work and this has got big plans or these goals or targets I'm setting can't be achieved. But I am referencing that I know I like to naturally think big or best case. So everyone's got permission to critique the, this or discuss it. You don't have to blindly follow what I'm saying or go, oh God, he's he's off again. Yeah. And it's that's important because if you're building a team and you want that to be a, a rounded team. So you need people in there who are going to gravitate more towards what could go wrong. You need to take their concerns seriously, which you do. Because if you if you were such an optimist that you just couldn't even conceive of such a thing, or if someone brought up something that might not go right, you go, Oh, you're just negative. Get out of here. Then it just wouldn't work because you need that kind of person. And I think it is difficult for you as a super optimist sometimes to to understand people who are coming from that point of view. Like you can put an idea forward and some people without getting excited about it or acknowledge it for a second will go, but what about this? What about this? What about this? And it's hard to deal with that if you're coming from completely the opposite mentality. But you need to be able to bring those together and take those take those points seriously where there are points to be taken seriously. Sometimes it is just like you're just raising things that are never going to happen. But if you do manage to do that and you bring it all together, then you've got the ultimate, which is a great idea that's compelling, that you can get people to believe in, that's big and ambitious and exciting, but you're not going to trip up the first time the, the tiniest challenge comes along because you've got, oh, well, we've planned for this. Yeah, you're right, actually. And I can think of many circumstances where I've announced something big and exciting and then people have started asking loads of questions about the inner detail of how it will work. And I'm like, well, what about the big exciting thing? Like, <laughs> why are we asking about this process? Like, we just talked about the big exciting thing, but those people are so valuable because being truthful, if you're just left to do the big exciting thing, if you don't have those people, it may get delivered, but it's not going to be very good. Whereas those people will go, well, that's lovely, but we need to think of these 50 to 100 things and how we're going to answer them or, sol or solve these questions or challenges before we can get to there. So can we discuss them? And that might not be as fun, but it's valuable. Yeah, I think that's the ideal dynamic if you've got that combination you do need both pieces but everyone needs to respect the other point of view even if it's hard to understand i think another reason why optimism can be or over optimism can be dangerous is that as a business grows the stakes get higher and in the early days it doesn't matter if you're trying something and five things fail before one works it doesn't really matter because it's only you and you're okay with that but as a team grows if you keep on trying things and they keep failing, that can dent the morale of everyone in the company. 
So it's possible that you can, because you're optimistic about something, go, oh yeah, we'll do this, it'll be great, and we'll do that, and it'll be great. But then it turns out not to be great. You're not that bothered because it's like, well, it doesn't matter, the next one will be. But people who aren't don't have that resilience, it actually brings them down. Yeah, and they'll, they'll lose faith in your optimism yeah. because they may go along with you a few times because you've been able to lead them and, and generate that excitement amongst the team. But if it's exciting thing, not seen through, exciting thing, not seen through, then eventually they're going to give up on your optimism and, and become critical of your optimism because they've seen a pattern of, of things not being delivered. But it is important, I mean, you mentioned team at the start of this conversation, it is important that you generally are optimistic as a leader and as a founder, because if you're not, then how do you expect anyone else to get on board? In some respects, you you have to be up there with the, the benchmark of the most optimistic when you're delivering key messages. And, and that's if it's natural, fantastic. But if it's not, manufacture it and make sure you are because you're almost setting the ceiling of where the limit is. Very few people are going to go beyond that. They're all going to go some range below. Some people may match you, but people aren't going to overgo over the top of you with enthusiasm. It's very rare anyway. So it's important. But what do you do if you're not naturally that way? So if it's easy for you to go bang, right, I'll come into the top, get everyone super motivated, and then they'll follow somewhere below that if you're naturally some you know like you said you're kind of in the middle what would you like how do you do that how do you handle it how do you like pump yourself up to to deliver an optimistic message and get the team behind it i think people can tell if you're totally faking it right the easiest way to appear to be optimistic and excitable is to actually be that way because then you are you don't have to think about it but in my case i am genuinely excited about things and i believe that i'm just a more understated person then i just have to go to the I need to kind of exaggerate, go beyond where I naturally would be to try to get up there because I recognise that it's important. But the underlying the the underlying sentiment is true, and it's and and I believe it. If I didn't believe it, and I and I had to go out and say, yeah, there's this great thing, it's going to be brilliant. I just don't think I could pull it off. If you can fake it, then great. But I think people can see through that quite easily. Yeah, most people will. You might fool a few, but most people are naturally good at reading people. Call it gut instinct, but they'll just sense something's off. I think something that you've got in your favor, though, is that because your natural level's in the middle and people are used to seeing you there, that even if you go a few bars beyond that, it's like, oh, this this is different. This is a different pattern in communication that we're used to. So while it may not be delivered at this level, the fact you're delivering at that level means that people are thinking, oh, wow, okay, he's, he's really excited about this. And this is not every day. It's not like... Oh, breakfast! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another coffee. Does it get any better? Like, but if you ever were like that about coffee, then everyone would be thinking like, "I want that coffee." Like, what is in that coffee? Exactly. Yeah, it's like when the really placid teacher shouts at you. It's like, oh, where, where, where is the, the, the teacher who just yells nonstop? You tune them out. <laughs> so you you do get into that level when needed, and it's great. But how do you do it? Because there'll be people watching this who may be pessimistic, just level, who are like, I don't find this a natural thing and I'm not going to do this part justice because I do find it a natural thing. So can you help those who are watching or listening to go, okay, this is how you do it? Because you've done it, so how do you do it? I think there's there's two different things in there that are both important. There's optimism and there's enthusiasm. So you need 
both if you're going to lead a business. You can be you can be optimistic, but if you're just quietly optimistic and don't show it, then you don't have the enthusiasm piece. And I think you can you can work on both of them. Like the the enthusiasm, like I said, you do have to to some extent. You can only take it so far before it just gets ridiculous, and you do have to just sort of almost overact and take it as far as you can. But you can you can practice that, and you can practice how you deliver messages, and you can. You can learn to communicate and deliver a message in a way that's compelling, even if you're not banging on the table. If that's not your style, you can still deliver a message in a compelling way. The optimism piece itself, I think you can become more optimistic as well. I really do think you can. There's, I think people tend to assume that you are an optimist or a pessimist. It's just the way you're wired. And maybe it is, but I think you can change it. And the way to change it is practice. I think you can just sort of tell yourself like every time you think of something bad, just work on seeing the flip side of that. Just get into, force yourself into that habit. This this thing has happened. Oh, I've missed my train. But that means I've got 20 minutes to read my book. And just like it's, and you feel stupid doing it at first, but eventually it just becomes an ingrained pattern of thought and you don't have to try anymore. And I've, I think I've done that because it used to be the case of like, this thing's happened in, in business. Like, oh, we've not sold what we thought we would on this. And that would be the end of it. But now it's like, we haven't sold what we thought we would. But that's a great opportunity to look at our process and to see how we can avoid it happening next time. And maybe at the start, it's an effort to do that flipping it around, but then it just becomes natural. And once it's natural, well, then great. Then you just got ingrained optimism. You don't have to work at it. Yeah. And I think it's just worth saying that as well, it's like you've mentioned about enthusiasm and optimism and also happiness as well flows in there as well. I think being an optimist probably helps contribute to your overall happiness, but it's not the same. You can be unhappy about a situation, but then optimistic about what you can do with it. Mm -hmm. So it's, it doesn't equate to happiness, but I think it absolutely helps and it probably makes you happier as an individual. But it, just because you're enthusiastic about the future and everything that's going to happen doesn't mean that your happiness levels around the situation are there. Because actually, I get frustrated that we're not there or I get frustrated that we're not delivering on what we need to do. So, And then I'll try and turn it into a positive and find a way and be an optimist about its potential. But it, it is a balance. It's not bouncing into every room going, oh my God, what a wonderful day. <laughs> like the sun is shining and it's and it's clearly peeing down. Like that's, you're just deluded. Like it's not, it's not how you are expected to behave. So I just wanted to make it clear that it's not blind optimism. It's not blind exaggeration of going over the top. It's not being ridiculously happy and just pretending there's nothing wrong. It's one of those things, which kind of leads into what is it or what is the best version of it? So for people listening now, They've kind of heard the scale of where you can be, the way you can play in your business if you get it right and if you can get it wrong. But let's talk about what is the best version of optimism? What What is it for you? Yeah, I'll give you my version because yours might be different. I think it's a it's a deep belief that everything is gonna everything's gonna work out. It's being able to see all the possibilities of the future, but being completely in touch with reality and recognizing where you actually are and what getting to that place is really gonna look like. Okay, maybe maybe not knowing exactly what it's gonna look like because you because then you might find yourself getting put off by things. But in general, I think it's just like, yeah, a deep seated belief in what you're doing, where you're going, the ability to communicate that to others, but while being in touch with reality as it is now and being aware of the things that might challenge you along the way. 
That'd be my summary. I love that. I don't think I, I can't improve on that. That's that's really good. Anything I'd say now would only be a, a watered down version of that. So I'm going to use your version of it moving forward and probably try and pass it off as my own. But to offer some value, I suppose I'd better ask you to subscribe or make sure that you share this pod with someone else. If you listen to this podcast, then let people know, share the links, whether it's Spotify or on iTunes or whatever else. And if you're watching, then or you should be subscribed by now. If you've enjoyed it, give us a like. But if, if, you've, do, if you've done both of those things and you really want to help us out, then let other people know about the show. 